Next on the College Rugby Wrap-Up, the NCR Women's All-Star 7s Recap, NCR Men's All-15s All-Tournament Team, and CRAA Men's and Women's Spring Preview featuring Olivia Benzen-Daniel. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to this week's College Rugby Wrap-Up here with Mr. Zach Lanning, Mr. Colby Marshall, and Mr. Josh Recio who is up in an ungodly hour taking one for the team. Gentlemen, we had another big weekend in college rugby, and we got to fill the folks in, and we don't need to do any banter, so let's get right to it. Zach, why don't you walk us through the NCR All-Star Weekend on the women's side? Sure thing, guys. Yeah, another great weekend of rugby down in Houston at Aviva Stadium. Uh, you had the Women's Sevens All-Star Challenge for the NCR. Uh, so you had two divisions, a D1 and small college with eight teams in each coming together, competing for that championship uh, trophy down in, in Houston. A lot of great college talent assembling together. Uh, day one of, of that tournament, you know, the one big story from the men's championship the weekend before was the weather. Not as intense uh, for the women's tournament this time around. With the wind, at least, it was a little, a uh, little less windy out there. Still very cold, though, and you could tell on day one a few handling errors from teams still trying to get a handle on it. I think it was in the 30s from what I heard from the commentary team. So not a super pleasant day down in Houston, uh, but still, you know, a little easier conditions with the wind. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, you know, D1, small college, eight teams in these two brackets. Each team played three pool matches on day one, plus a fourth quarterfinal match to qualify for the semis on Sunday. So a lot of rugby on that first day. And really the biggest surprise to come out of that day is this upstart Texas team uh, on the D1 side of things. Yeah, hound dog, hound dog, blue suede shoes. Oh, that's Nashville. Sorry, same thing, isn't it? Though, but go ahead, keep going. There's that. In honor of John Layfield, uh, Texas, Texas Lone Star uh, All Stars in D1, uh, didn't win a single pool match, but they did end up defeating a Great Water side in this in the quarterfinals uh, to to move on to the semis on Sunday. So on day two, the D1 bracket, the semifinal matchups uh, consisted of a battle of the middle between Mid-America and the Midwest. What's the difference between the Midwest and Mid-America? One is uh, Middle America and the other is the Middle of the West oh, of America. Okay, good answer. So you don't know either. Continue. Uh, and then on the other side, the top-seeded upstate New York side took on that plucky Texas team playing in their home state. Midwest beat Mid-America 20-7 in that semifinal thanks to two, two tries from one of my players of the tournament, Sierra Rose Stanerson Edwards from UNI. Uh, and then Texas, again, shocking the rugby world by dispatching this upstate New York team 20-5 behind a hat-trick from standout winger Juliana Hastreeter from Baylor. And some strong running for, and defense from Immaculate Oera, who has played 15s and 7s for her native Kenya. So in the final and the D1 side of things between Midwest and the Texas team, Sanderson Edwards kicked things off. 
uh, with a long try early, but it was all Texas after that uh, as Persephone Alicia from the University of Texas took over the game, scoring a long try of her own and then shutting down two long breaks by the Midwest uh, who didn't score again until the final minutes when Sanderson Edwards' teammate from UNI, Maggie Rogers, dotted one down. Uh, Alicia's effort was aided by two tries from her University of Texas teammate, standout scrum half Julia Norwood, uh, and Texas took home the trophy with a final score of 17 to 10. Persenia Alicia is a great name. Is that, did I say that correct? Persephone Alicia. Persephone. That's even better. That is a great rugby name right there. The tournament was chock full of great names. Uh, Electra Cheney. Uh, there was a player named Sharky. There was just a lot of really solid rugby names in this tournament. Uh, but much like Prince Louis Bush IV backed up his name with great play, Persephone Alicia was definitely a, a star in this match and throughout the tournament for this Texas team. Great stuff. Keep going. Bring us more. Come on. Yeah, on the small college side of things, Great Waters was a surprise team of the tournament, upsetting an up-to-that-point undefeated Northern Lights team in the semifinal 14-10. to But their reward for that victory was a finals matchup with a red-hot Eastern Pennsylvania Rugby Union side that had just run through reigning champion Colonial Coast and had gone undefeated in pool play, which is extra impressive because they only had 11 players on their side, so not a lot of subbing in and out. Uh, and that's, 11 you know, that's players probably, for a 7 11 tournament. players, yes, yeah. Wow. So you're talking about a lot of tired legs. That's that's probably seven or eight games of, of sevens, uh, which as anyone who's ever attempted to play uh, sevens for, for a tournament knows, that could be pretty tough to do. So I played two minutes of one sevens game at the New York sevens tournament. Does that does that stack up? Yeah, just do that probably uh, 20 or 30 more times, Matt, and you will have equaled the output for the this Eastern Pennsylvania team. Uh, but they didn't look fatigued at all uh, in the final matchup against Great Waters. Uh, Great Waters did get things going, uh, got on the board first, but the playmaking skills of Eastern Pennsylvania's Sierra Sharkey and Hannah Plotkin along with tournament MVP Morgan Madia, who put in two tries in this match, were ultimately too much for Great Waters to handle, and EPRU won 22-7. More great names. More great names. Let's let you catch your breath and bring in Colby uh, and have him give us the uh, NCR men's all-star all-tournament team. Colby, you still with us? Yeah, man. I mean, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, that great event, Two weekends ago, we got nominations for the top players from the NCR All-Tournament uh, event that happened two weeks ago. You know, with an event that featured over 330 players from, you know, 150 schools, 24, Matt, 24 players were nominated as the best that showed up and showed out. So I want to get into some of the names. Mike Weir, the fly half from Dartmouth, who played for the New England Independence that won the championship. He's going to be spearheading this all tournament first team at the fly half position. Then from top to bottom, we got Josh Napora from the University of Nebraska. He played for the Midwest team. Marshall Frank from Queens University from Southeast. Hudson Montgomery from Thomas More University from Mid-Atlantic. Oliver Corbett from Brown University, New England. Logan McDaniel, Humboldt State University, Pacific Coast. Andrew McCallum, Siena College, Tri-State team. Robinson Malcolm from Dartmouth College, New England. Thomas Casares, Thomas Moore University, Mid-Atlantic. At Scrum Half, Sebastiano Villani from the reigning NCR D1 National Champions, St. Bonaventure Bonnies. At 11, Jacob Jenkins from Cal, Mike Ware at Fly Half, of course. Luke Teixeira at number 12 from UNC Chapel Hill. 
Patillo Vituve at number 13 from Adrian College. Tino Makutsta Chipfumbo from Willing University at number 14. And Milan Van Wick at the number 15 from New Mexico Tech. Uh, Shake and Jake Jenkins and Marshall Frank were two of my favorite players to watch. Mar- Marshall, Marshall F- F- Frank, easy for me to say, is this throwback kind of prototype old school player. He's as tall as he is wide, and he is a, like a, a one, I've said it before, he's one of those rolling pianos. When he just, you know, he's not like, he's not going to win people's uh, attention on the beach with his big chiseled body, but he is just one of these solid kind of bowling ball type players. And anytime he had the ball rambling, it was great to watch. Anything else, Colby? Yeah, also want to run through a few all-tournament honorable mentions from the weekend. Kakoa Kawai from Cutstown University, played for Mid-Atlantic. Nolan Buckley from UMass Lowell, played for New England White. Leo Clayberg from Norwich University, played for New England White. Ethan Dumbe from St. Bonaventure University, played for Tri-State. Alvaro Borrego from Northeastern University, from the New England squad, Michael Jansen from the University of Wisconsin Stout from the Midwest team, Mark Mutuku from Notre Dame College from the Great Lakes squad, Devin McGee, Sonoma State University, played for the Pacific Coast team, and finally, Noah Mills from Citadel Southeast squad. Anybody from Wisconsin Stout call Guinness about a potential sponsorship deal? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, I don't spend too much time down in Wisconsin, so. You got to spend more time in Wisconsin. No, I don't think so. There's not much up for me. There's not much there for me. Great cheese, I've been told. Great cheese. And and uh, a bitter Aaron Rodgers, physically, uh, figuratively <laughs> and literally in Green Bay. Zach, did you want to say something? Uh, I say, I'm going to say, Matt, I, they frown upon uh, having alcohol or, you know, alcoholic beverage companies sponsor college programs. Uh, as someone who has a podcast named The Drink Hub, you run into that problem pretty often. College teams, Matt, they don't drink. These are these guys are focused on their game day in forget, and day out. I forget when I was in college in the 1800s, the drinking age was six. So there's a, it, there's a difference for me. All right, Zach, let's go back to you and we'll get the NCR WASSPTWs, the women's all-star players to watch. Probably have to workshop that a little bit more, Matt, but I, 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 I'm with you on it. We'll, we'll go through. There are a lot of Great what, it's a world of acronyms. It's just another acronym that we need. We don't want to add any more to the rugby landscape. There's already too many acronyms out there. We should just say everything uh, in its uh, in its final form. But the names I mentioned earlier, you know, throughout were some great players as well uh, in, in those final matches. Outside of that, a couple players from each division caught my eye. Uh, just shout them out here. On the small college side of things, Allie Banks, the senior from my neck of the woods at UMaine Farmington, uh, she played for Colonial Coast, and she was just a beast out there. She was a five-tool player, as you were saying, you know, in our men's special. She, she could really do it all out there. She had the size and the speed, and she was the playmaker for Colonial Coast side, uh, you know, distributing the ball, scoring tries on her own, playing great defense. Uh, she was everywhere for that team um, and, and really showed something out there. Also on the small college side of things, Eden Liebenthal, the senior from the University of South Dakota who played for Prairie State's team. Again, somebody who was just a spark plug for their team, was uh, constantly on the ball, around the ball, uh, facilitating for her teammates, scoring a lot of really great chase down tackles by her in the sweeper position. She's playing great defense for that Prairie State squad. Uh, really showed out. She, you know, she should be somebody 
they keep uh, some uh, teams to keep an eye on. A lot of WPL players were there. Uh, women's Premier League players were acting as refs uh, in the booth. There was Darian Lovelace, who was a WPL player. So you know, some of these players may be looking for uh, a chance in the WPL or PR sevens may be interested in some of these players as well uh, for you know for their next season of, of sevens, professional sevens. Just a couple other names for small college players to shout out: Electra Cheney, Amanda Williams, Grace Vanderzee, and Claire Engman really stood out uh, to me as well. What about D1 players? So yeah, on the D1 side, uh, Isabel Isabel Robinson, Izzy Robinson, uh, was a standout player for me. A senior from Wayne State. Uh, she's actually from Australia, but was playing for a Mid America side here. She is a very interesting case because she actually played prop for Wayne State uh, in their 15s championship and was the player of the tournament there. Um, and here for seven, she was playing scrum half. So she is really multi-talented, multifaceted player, uh, was again facilitating for her team. She was the, the playmaker. Everything kind of flowed through her on offense. Uh, she was against, you know, stalwart in defense as well. Uh, so she's definitely somebody that you want to keep an eye on for future teams. You know, she's got a great athletic profile um, and obviously is is able to handle the ball as well as kind of, you know, perform in the physical areas of the match as well. Uh, and the next name for, for the D1 side of things, Grace Bryson, uh, the senior from University of Minnesota. She was playing for the Midwest. Uh, didn't mention her in the earlier the championship uh, recap, but she really stood out for me throughout the tournament for that Midwest side. Uh, scoring tries, doing the dirty work, turning the ball over in rucks and sevens, which is huge, uh, you know, for, for those sevens matches. Uh, just really, you know, never shying away from any sort of physical contact or anything uh, and just helping her team. You know, one of those players is just a, a great asset to have on, on the on the pitch uh willing to you know kind of do anything to help your team win and then also yeah being able with the speed and, and the, the breakaway speed to, to be able to score for her team as well uh then just a couple other names on that list Kaylee Corpitz, Maddie Dunn and Jada Graham also were standout players for me uh but again yeah a lot of really talented uh, talented players on the, that pitch uh over this weekend a lot of great players to watch and just getting back to that Wayne State um player you got coach Darren Barner out there great story he treats the program men's and women's as one program they train they do activities together get that whole community thing going at wayne state great great story all right in the meantime we have an interview with coach tim o'brien of the saint mary's gales one of the better teams in college on the american rug college rugby landscape so we're going to take a quick break and come back with the interview with coach o'brien after this Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. Okay, full disclosure, this is just a teaser of the full interview with Coach Tim O'Brien. It's a little bit long for this particular show because we talked a lot. But it's only 12 minutes long or 10 minutes long, so make sure you watch it. And here's the teaser to get you to watch it. Would you guys consider ever playing 15s in the fall and 7s in the spring? Giving your brother your playbook? Kind of a stark reality that you seem reluctant to embrace, Coach. It, it seems like that we don't have, in my opinion, we just don't really have leadership. No leadership, no direction. Our most valuable asset in the sport is college rugby. I've been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. 
I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. back and it's time for our favorite part of the show the Sheehy Auto Stores pop-up quiz and we're going to bring in our new correspondent Olivia Benzen Daniel who'll be joining us later with her contributions but she's joining us now for the pop-up quiz and this time it's going to be a little different it's going to be an inspirational quote gang and you have to tell us who you think said these words we work on being the best at the things that take no talent. Josh Rescio. Danny Barrett. Zach Lanning. Uh, is that Al Pacino's character in Any Given Sunday? Colby Marshall. Is that Marty Veal? And OBD, you want to take a stab at this one? Sure. Um, I'm going to say Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> or... Olivia Benzen Daniel said this according to the free jazz. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And that is our Sheehy Auto Stores pop up quiz of the day. All right, Olivia, we're going to send you back into the waiting room and bring out Josh. Josh, walk us through the men's CRA spring season if you will. Well, we're so close to getting back into full swing for the spring season. You know, the, the temperature is about to rise from 55 normally to 60 degrees. So all these West Coast teams are going to be able to start playing rugby. It won't be too cold for them to practice. St. Mary's, though, as you got to talk to Tim O'Brien, was able to uh, get a pretty normal St. Mary's game, 73 to 5 over Cal Poly. Last season, they were averaging a couple games uh, where they were scoring 90 plus. So you got to look at this game and just say, you know, 73, they still got some areas they got to work on. Um, St. Mary's too, you know, they've got some tough games that they're going to be having to have later in the schedule. They have two games versus BYU this year, a BYU team that basically didn't let another team score against them and also was putting 60 plus points up a game. So St. Mary's has got a little bit of work to do preparing for those games. And obviously later in the season, they got their game with Cal, but uh, for now, I think uh, we got a normal St. Mary's team on the West Coast just starting their rugby. Also on the West Coast, we covered UCLA last week. And, you know, Harry Bennett clearly was not that worried after that loss to Cal in their preseason tournament. 74 to nothing over University or UC San Diego. They, uh, they looked dominant again throughout. And, you know, as we said last week, UCLA, in, in my books, is the team that can come back and beat Cal later in the season. I know we always look at St. Mary's, but... UCLA, if Harry Bennett can kind of get those guys to put it together, I look when they take on uh, Cal later in the season, that's going to be a much closer game than we saw last week. So, can, can Harry Bennett put the cleats on and actually play fly half for them? You know, he may have a year left of eligibility. So if CRAA is willing to uh, make that work, I think I think it would be worth it to see it. Can a professional go back to college? Yeah. 
No, the answer is no. Continue. <laughs> Outside of the West Coast, moving a little bit farther east, uh, not too much farther, Grand Canyon and Utah Valley, a late add to the schedule. 43 to 5 for Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon throughout the years, you know, since they started playing rugby again in uh, CRAA, has had little glimpse of really great rugby. And Utah Valley has also been a team that over the years has been able to kind of challenge some of those top tier teams that we see coming out of these spring season 15s. Um, Grand Canyon is going to have another tough schedule. They're going to have to go down. They're going to have to play Arizona pretty soon. They also are going to be playing St. Mary's. Um, and UCLA later in the year as well. So take a look at Grand Canyon. They're going to have some challenging games. Are they going to be able to step up to the plate? Are they going to be able to kind of like challenge and try and move into that top tier of teams that we've seen kind of year in and year out on the West Coast? And that's Coach Sean O'Leary, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe so. Yeah, believe I, so. He's, I've spoken to him about it. And it, the, what, we, what we gloss over in these, in these matches are the bus rides, our long bus rides for a lot of these teams. They're not flying about the, the country on big expense accounts, folks. They're like taking long bus rides. And when you're talking like Grand Can all these huge states out there with just long, long rides. Anyway, continue. Arkansas State decided to go play Dallas Rugby Club for a week, and, you know, they didn't disappoint. 43-19 to 19 beating up on the men's club. Aiden Ridgeway got a hat trick, so – you know, Arkansas State was able to kind of go into Dallas and really, um, really come out with a solid performance. Arkansas State's going to have to play life coming up soon. You know, we, we've got maybe about one more week about preseason rugby, and then we are back into full swing for college rugby throughout the U.S. Um, at the 15 scale. So, you know, life versus Arkansas State, see what's going to happen. I think life's had a little bit of time to rest, and we'll, we'll, we'll see if Arkansas State can take this momentum from the Dallas game and move that into their life game. But, uh, you know, really stay tuned, folks, because we got a really exciting uh, slate of rugby coming up come February. Yeah, it's, it's it, we, some of these big schools are finally going to meet and we can get to see what happens. And that's exciting. You know, we, we, we take a look at this West Coast and, you know, we've had to have Cal and St. Mary's at the top of the rankings when we were watching all the fall teams play 15s. You know, they even though Cal and St. Mary's and all these West Coast teams weren't playing, they still sat at the top of the rankings. But again, this year, they're proving why they were at the top of the rankings and why you never take them off, um, you know, just dominating performances for a preseason. So it's going to be an exciting time. I know, you know, we still got the playoffs that will come later in the spring, but uh, these, these are the teams that you're going to probably see, you know, kind of battling it out for a national championship. It's really cool that this year we get to see them play before the playoffs and really get to kind of uh, judge what we think is going to be the best team in the country. All right, excellent stuff. And we just threw Zach and Colby to the waiting room to welcome somebody that's actually going to bring some class and some intelligence to this show, and that is Olivia Benzen Daniel. Uh, Olivia, just for the folks at home, just a quick bio on you. I've got um, Holy Cross, Beantown, WPL, and you are the CRAA, the College Rugby Association of America Women's President, correct? That's correct. All right, and you're going to be joining us uh, on Rugby Wrap-Up, lending your grace and your knowledge. And this time it's going to be about the women's season upcoming for CRAA. What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm really excited. Most of our membership plays in the spring, 15s. So we've got Pacific Desert, Pacific Mountain, Capital. They're kicking off this season, you know, trying to get to the playoffs. So we'll be in late April. 
And then we have our national college championships for sevens in May. So planning for that and getting really pumped and excited for spring and 15s is going to be, it's great. It's working out really well. So Olivia, I know that we have some teams in the east or in, in the colder climes playing their 15s in the fall. Who are the 15s teams that we should circle on their calendars to watch in the spring for CRAA? Oh, absolutely. I would say Cal Berkeley and make sure you watch out for Life and Lindenwood. Life, Lindenwood, Cal, Cal Berkeley. Josh, they're, nor- they're the ones we always watch across the board in all the rugby, right? <laughs> Same on the men's side. But Olivia, you know, what about my what about my fall teams? I know they've already played their season, but there's got to be some teams coming out of the fall that you're going to want to be watching come playoff time. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see what Navy and Davenport are doing and at Northeastern up here as well. Northeastern is also good in the men's side as as well. They did did pretty well this season. Um, Any particular players that stand out for you going into the spring 15 season? Yeah, I would have to say Grace Paterini. She's a Northeastern player, and she's just, I saw her in playoffs. She's just tactical, knows what to do, great kicker. Now, for Olivia, for those that are slamming their fists and harumphing out, out, uh, outside watching this program because you are basically somewhat biased to the Northeast, to the Boston area, is, can we... That's where my heart lies, yeah. All right. Full disclosure right here on Rugby Wrap-Up. <laughs> That's OBD, Olivia Benzen Daniel. Thank you, Olivia. Much appreciated. Thanks, Olivia. Thank you. Zach and Colby are back from the Sinbin slash waiting room. Guys, before we wrap this up and let folks go on their way, final thoughts, Zach. Yeah, a little bit outside the college space, but maybe still in there, some college superstars. Uh, but if you're not watching the Women's Eagles Sevens team in the HSBC, you are not living. Uh, they just won in, in Spain uh, this last weekend. They're amazing, amazing to watch. So much fun. So make sure you're checking that out as well. Yeah, just to that end, watching against the Russians when it was a, a, a close match, and then you just had the one Russian defender in defending her line, and you had Alona Mar with the ball and Nia Tapper outside of her. I'm just like, well, that's that's unfair advantage. And a great it's game advantage. over at that point. Game over. Colby. Yeah, really quick, wanted to highlight uh, Chris Stanbeck, a fly half out of Iowa Central. He was a part of the – uh, the all-star shield national shield challenge two weekends ago uh wasn't mentioned on the top 24 but i think he's a guy that has a lot of talent and uh he, he's, a, he's a player that is certainly going to be on a lot of boards uh, he's only a sophomore um has really quick feet really dynamic with the ball in hand you saw him find players in space especially as centers in the all-star challenge so he's a player to watch chris Stanbeck at iowa central agreed great player Josh. Now, I know we're a rugby show, but I, I did just want to take some time to you know, let my condolences out for everyone that uh, lives in the city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, it's a very tough city to live in right now. And uh, <laughs> as a 49ers fan, I just really wanted to take the time to uh, give you my condolences. Um, I know it's really tough to lose such a big game when you're the number one seed. So we'll, we'll, we'll carry on your legacy as best we can. And um, best of luck to you. Snide, oh. snarky, condescending. Oof. Oh. Oof. Oof. Oh, you know what? And, and you want to feel sorry for a city? How about Buffalo? How about Oof. Buffalo if you're going to? Come on, man. 13 seconds. 13 Kick the ball seconds. on the ground. But I'm going to pick the spirits up a little bit for Buffalo by thanking the guys at the university at Buffalo for giving me this jersey in the lobby 
down at the all-star weekend uh, it was uh and it's a it's not a clean jersey it's a used jersey so it's somebody's jersey that they gave me it's a number five i must look like a number five to them but um awesome thank you boys on that note guys we are out of time well done thank you to olivia for joining us and bringing us up a notch and thank you for tuning in please sign up for our newsletter Please check out our other segments, including our MLR show, which is back up and firing. And please sign up for our Rugby Wrap-Up American Red Cross Blood Donor Team. 